Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch Podcast. My name is Joe, and with me is... Amy. Dak. And Data. That's right. This week, we are finishing the book, The Shadows of Self book that we are reading. Uh, chapters 24, 25, 26, and the epilogue, wherein Wax chases down Bleeder. And then Bleeder, uh, you know, talks about how she doesn't want to hurt him and he's ruining her plans and how everything sucks. And then meanwhile, we're we're flashing back and forth between that and the speech where things aren't going too well with uh, with the speech. Uh, and then they find out there's somebody soothing the crowd and that's not good. So they're trying to figure out who's doing that. And then uh, uh, when they do that, the brawl breaks out in the alleyway and. Then we find out that uh, all the things that Joe said are true and that that bleeder is Lessie and that there's a spike that takes her out. And uh, then Wax is big time sad at the end of the book. And then Aridel becomes governor, which is fun. And then Milan does a fake suicide, which is also fun. So that is it for this week. We're about to get into these chapters. Get ready, listeners. I'll try not to boast too much. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Does anyone really know the mind of the bat? Wherever you're going, whatever you do, a man in the dark keeping watch over you. So poison the ivy with your crocodile tears. We're climbing the vines to the heart of your fears. Can you tell me has something changed? The rewards are zero, cause I ain't no hero. Do you know it when you go strange? Is your taunting true? Am I as crazy as you? Check my head, I guess the joke's on me. So yeah, Joe Joe got some predictions right, one or two somewhere along the way, I suppose. He's he's kind of two for two at find the con the, the secret conjurer, so that's that's a good place to be. We'll have to see if there's another secret conjure mystery at some point. But what did you all think of these four chapters? And I guess you don't just thoughts about the the book as a whole. This is a decent time to do those. Yeah, I'm gonna be a, uh, as objective as I can be because while I did get a lot of things correct, that doesn't mean that like I'm super thrilled with how the book ended. And I and, I, and I'm not trying to start the the review off negative. I I don't I don't think it was a bad ending by any means. But it just and I think we discussed this in the last the last go. I enjoyed these chapters specifically. The ending, you know, went well. The speech, the way they ended the speech where he arrests Fakenate and then he just gets thrust into the role as governor. I felt like that's that was a little heavy handed, uh, very like predictable move, like the the reliable, sturdy cop show, you know, shows gumption and leadership and then he becomes uh he's the, he becomes the guy in charge like that that to me seemed a little on the nose but that's okay so yeah as a whole i i would say i really enjoyed these specific chapters but uh as far as the end ending for the book we end on a down note and not like in a fun way because it's there's no i guess like for me so for example uh, things that i like that end on down empire strikes back it's a great great movie ends on a down note but You've got the possibility for like the next film or the next book in this case to come back and, you know, our heroes 
kind of triumph over good or evil or whatever. And we do have that possibility here, but the specifics of why this ends on such a down note is because we've got our main character who's basically like heartbroken, crushed again, doesn't trust his God, doesn't, and is like super sad. Um, it does have a somewhat of a hopeful note from Malon, but it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. And and again, I'm not saying it is what it is. I'm not saying it should have been this. It should have been that. I'm just saying not my favorite ending to one of the books that we've read. I, I liked the ending of Alloy of Law a lot more. I feel like it was a lot more satisfying than the ending to this book. But I, I do I do like it. Um, uh, we Just like Alloy of Law, there's still a lot of stuff that we haven't tied bows on or wrapped up or even know what's going on with we still have the mystery from the first book that we really didn't even touch on that much this book i think there's one meeting between him and his uncle and that's mainly focused on bleeder not so much the rest of what's going on so interesting interesting middle book for well i guess not middle but interesting second book in this series a lot of ups and downs for me as a whole i would say i enjoyed it but didn't quite stick the landing in the way that that I would have preferred. I I do like you being like uh, you know the the ending with Aradel is predictable, but nobody predicted it in the room. I think I think Aradel dying was the the more common yeah. prediction for how that would. Well, go. I guess I guess for me, I like to make when I don't have like evidence from the book that super supports my theories. I like to make interesting predictions. So, yeah, I didn't predict that because it's not that interesting for me to for Aerodel to become governor. It's Fair not enough. like a super interesting move. Fair enough. It could set up for that other theory that I had, though, because, you know, Aerodel doesn't super like working with Wax. So we may see a third book where the governor, Aerodel's like, yeah, we don't know that we want you working with our constabulary anymore. You may have to go it on your own if you're going to do this stuff. But who knows? Okay. Yeah, I think. Oh, first of all, well done, Joe. Um, as soon as I read it, <laughs> I was like, yep, 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 all lines up really nice and neat, doze on the money. So I, I, I have to agree on, on their own as chapters, I thought they were good chapters, but I just feel a little unsatisfied with the ending. Like, I, I don't, I, I think I was expecting more than Lessie wreaking havoc to bring down God because he made her do something she didn't want to do. I feel like we're at a like a bigger mystery and it's got to be more things involved. Like I'm kind of, obviously there are people that she's working with. What's happening to them? Like what, what was their motive in it? Or is it just that they wanted to follow her? Like I've, I've got questions and I just, I feel like obviously we're going into another book and the band of mourning, I'm sure it's got something to do with how Wax is feeling right now. But I just, I feel like it didn't really get as wrapped as, what I would have expected, even though you don't expect it all to come, you know, beautifully tied off. I just, I don't think we got enough out of it, in my opinion. Also, poor Wax, holy cow, that poor guy having to watch her die twice and then to realise that she's actually a tantra, like everything he knew is is alive. And also, yeah, so like props to Steris because he's really good and really understanding. And uh, yeah, I, I hope we get to see more of like Derek and Wax's relationship in the next book rather than her sort of just being on the side and not really thought about because I think she's going to be really interesting as a character and I mean she's got seems to be a really understanding partnership for now you know her life is sort of all put on hold as well and obviously it's not as emotional 
for her, but she understands that Wax has got to go through what he's got to go through, and mm. it's just that, that that would just be such an awful situation. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the scene was well written. I just didn't expect that to be the end of the book. Mm. Yeah, I, I do like that we we've kind of through this book been liking Steris more and more, and then that ending, it's like, you know what, you're 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 awesome, Steris. If we didn't already like you, that's a really nice uh, thing to do in this sad yeah, moment. Absolutely. But I I think. And I agree. I agree. We don't get like a really good explanation of like, you know, Bleeder had all these people working with her. Where did they come from? I feel like the implication is or the way the what I've always thought the implication is there is that, you know, Melon's like she got this medal from another god, basically. And so I feel like the people working with her are also in the service of this other god. But that's just like the impression that I took from the ending. I don't know if... uh, that's accurate. Enough. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's obviously a bigger mystery to to play out here. You know, you've got a question of who's troll and all that sort of stuff. I just I just felt like it was very. Oh, I was going to throw that in here mm-hmm. at the end, and it you know to be continued. And I, I it just sort of came out of nowhere for me. I mean, there might have been hints along the way, but I just I feel like there were so many other things, like you know, Jack was saying in our last episode that. He'd forgotten about this in the beginning and this in the beginning. There was so much. It might be because of the way we read the book that we are looking at more details, but I kind of, I think I get a bit lost with there's so much detail to take in and remember that I sort of expect it all to come back. And I think the original Mistborn trilogy that we had, and it might be this way because we're only like, you know, halfway through the series, you know, it, it might be that all this stuff we're kind of picking up on throughout the book so far do come back into play bits of knowledge we're picking up throughout the story I just I kind of I kind of look for all these things and expect them to kind of tie in a bit at the end and I for me I just don't think we got enough of the puzzle I guess but having said that like it is the middle of a series and you know there's plenty more to go which I'm sure will be unraveled but I think the, I guess this ending, in terms of all the individuals, this ending is probably one of my lowest of what we've read so far. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, and I agree. There's lots of uh, there's lots of open things left, and I do like that one of the things Dak brought up, where he's like, "There's all these things hanging." In the last episode we did, he was he talked about the inventor's daughter and how she kept showing up, and is like, "What what's going on with her?" And we kind of did get a little bit of a wrap yeah. up to that, and that I I thought that was a nice moment. But other than that, I agree. There's lots of there's lots of stuff left. Yeah, there's lots of, lots of questions. Yeah, but having said, on the whole, it's still a good story. Like I I still enjoyed it, and there were definitely parts of the book that you know, were, they were paced really well and they were exciting and you, you wanted to read. And, like, I'm I'm the type of person that you sit me in front of the TV or you give me a book to read at night and I will fall asleep, right? I just, it's like my thoughts get turned off in my head and I'm exposing my thoughts to something else and my brain just goes, well, you're pretty tired. Maybe you should just go to sleep. Um, <laughs> and a number of occasions reading these, chapters like at night I'd get to the end and go damn I really want to read more so it was it was gripping enough that my tired brain was able to stay awake now there's no reflection on anything that I've read it's just me <laughs> I'm the type of person that I fall asleep at the movies you know it's, if I stop thinking my brain goes okay we're done <laughs> so but yeah no, that was 
that was good to know that I could read these late at night and, and still be like, oh, my God, what's happening? So, yeah, on the whole, I still really like the book. It's just probably not the ending. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, so, all right, these these I, I agree, like, these chapters on their own were pretty good. I think it was a bit of an abrupt ending, and I think I feel like this book more than ever I've felt that our – format of reading the books hamstrung the book a bit the others i think it's still like it still kind of worked it was like gripping and engaging but in this in this one i feel like man i feel like we just need to read more of it at once or like like together to really grasp what was going on um i don't know that might just be me so at the end of this book these final chapters not gonna lie i got to the end put down the book and just went did i just read the well of ascension ending again (laughs) <laughs> and I'll, exp- I'll explain what I mean. There's a, like this book seemed to rehash a lot of the Well of Ascension's greatest hits. Like it had the the Kandra bad guy hiding beneath suspicion turned out to be some someone that I guess you could say is very close to the main protagonist. And then right at the end, the heroes learn there's a hostile god out there apparently that is going to be raising threats. And at the end of the book, one of the main characters loses his love and is angry at his god for it. I'm like, wow. It's playing a lot of the hits here. And I think, honestly, I think that it did some of those things better than Well of Ascension. I think that, I, I agree, that epilogue, that final scene with Wax is, and Steris just like, you know, not saying anything, just sitting next to him was heartbreaking and one of the best written things in the book. But because, you know, you got to read Well of Ascension before this, it did feel a bit just like, well, history's just repeating itself, which kind of didn't sit right with me. But I don't know. I guess it is what it is. So the book as a whole, I, 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 I enjoyed it. It's definitely not my favorite. I honestly, I think that because we've spent so long in this book discussing the fact that, you know, Wax and Wayne, the pair of them both have some rather negative attributes. It's like, like we were talking about last time. It's you know, you got to have your heroes have negative attributes. That's fine, like and like believable. And I'm glad it was sort of brought up. But I feel like they were just brought up and then not really addressed further. It's like. Mm. You know, Wax has never like he doesn't even though he's put on blast by Aradel for his attitudes and his methods. He's ne- like he's never once confronted with that himself in this book. So it just feels like a weird thing to throw in there and then not have your main character address. And then like Wayne, we've talked about like things that he has, and again, he's like never once taken to task for it. And I guess that's just not sitting right with me either. So yeah, like and. It's even before all the all the Renette stuff that we're talking about, because we talked about how Wayne treats Steris like shit um, mm-hmm. back after back after the party, and we're all just like, oh, that's not cool, dude. And yeah, he's never once like she's made to feel like the bad guy in that situation. And I'm like, no, she didn't do anything wrong there. And yeah, that stuff like that was just never addressed. So I'm like, oh, don't know how I feel about that. At the end. Like Wayne is still just like the same guy he like he always is. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you. We need to address some of your things, Wayne. Like you need to at least acknowledge it. And you know this, and this could be favoritism because we like Steris so much. But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I feel like those two need to acknowledge some of some of the wrongs they're doing, which they both they both had a spotlight put on those in this book, and then in, like that, but they still never had to actually do anything about it themselves. So that was weird. But also, you know, totally not the best time for Wax to be going through that because, holy fuck, that this man needs therapy. But yeah, 
we'll see how this goes. Like uh, at this stage, I'm like, no, is he going to spend book three like Says spent book three last time and railing against God? Mm, that's an interesting question. Yeah, how's the? Uh, seems like a pretty serious thing that he's not going to get over real quick. So, yeah, I guess he has more of an excuse for it than Says did in Hero of Ages, but nonetheless. Yeah, because like, God's kind of actively involved in what happened here. And it is really interesting that you make the comparison because it's not – it's it, the person who was going through it before is now the God that is – like that he's upset at. So it's – Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really weird – Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. I feel like the band-aid they try to put on it in the epilogue is when she says like he won't give him more than he can bear. And it's like, well, I guess. <laughs> But yeah, I'll agree with you about one thing that I think these shorter books suffer more from the the way that we're reading bits at a time. Because when I read this book and, you know, I got through it really fast because it's not a very long book. And for one thing, the Condra, like the con her being Lessie, I have rarely been more shocked than I was when I got to that. And I was like, holy no way, because I was actually with him right up until the end because he thinks this is it's, the Condra has take yeah that it's a trick, and so I was like oh obviously he's right I mean that's a really sadistic trick that this Condra is pulling and then it kind of pulls the rug out from under you to be like no it's not a trick and so I was like no 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 it couldn't and then it is so heartbreaking like that whole last section with uh, with him all the way up to from from when he realizes it up to the end of the book and I was just like it really it really hit me hard. Yeah. And the way that we're reading it, Joe had time to like put the pieces tool, together. Like, yeah, put some pieces together and we talked about it. And it, you even were like, you know what? Now that we've talked about it, I think, you know, maybe I put something, some stock in Joe's suspicions here. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. really kind of undercuts, I, I suspect, the, the how hard you get hit by the ending. Which is fair. Mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm doing a disservice. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like on, on that point, though, it's like I. I don't think it's the shorter books themselves because I don't feel like Alloy of Law suffered by the way we read it at all. In fact, I think it really actually benefited from how we read it because like, I was enjoying the ride. There was natural stopping points. I think this one, because again, this is this is a book that pretty much, aside from the epilogue, takes place over the course of one day or two yeah. days. Yeah. And like from the governor's speech onwards, it, like at the early in the book, it's like the same day. Everything's just going, 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 going. So there's no real natural stopping point for us to stop and take stock of the situation. I uh, know Alloy of Law had a very tight, tight time frame as well, but there were breaks in the action enough for us to get there, whereas this one, it, just, it was just relentless. Yeah, and I think there's also part of what makes it feel a little muddled, to me at least, is that in Alloy of Law, Wax always has like an idea of like what he's pursuing, what he's going to do next, and he, they're always like on their way to the next thing that they're going to do. And in this one, in the middle of the book, Wax spends a lot of time just jumping around the city back and forth trying to figure out what's going on and sometimes not really having any idea what to do until Bleeder shows up and tells him, like starts talking to him again. And so it's like, OK, well, that he doesn't feel as proactive to me in this one as he did in the first one. That's a fair assessment. It's less like it's like it does have the crime story elements, especially at the start when they you know they find the body and they're trying to track down oh, what's going on. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, it's very heavily reactive in the in the back half of the book. Yeah, because it's harder. A lot more detective work in the first. Yeah, because it's easier to do detective work on people. You're trying to figure out who they are. You've got all this information. With the Chondra, it's like almost no amount of detective work is that helpful because the Chondra can just switch to another body and you'll never figure out who it was. So 
like I feel like it, it gets bogged down in this like inability. He's still trying. Like he's he's talking to the guy who drove the cab and trying to figure out stuff and investigating the the fungus that's that's glowing. But then it turns out that Bleeder basically left all that stuff specifically to direct him to certain places. So it's like, oh well, yeah. I guess fuck him then. I I did it 35 minutes ago. <laughs> Ozymandias. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess let's get into these chapters. This chapter, uh, chapter 24, is the shortest chapter in the book. And it's Wax chasing after Bleeder. He's like, you know, she's clearly done some practicing with this steel, but she's also clearly not Marksman. Like, Marksman had this approach that he took to, to fleeing using steel, and she's not the same, not as skilled. Which really makes a lot of sense because it was while he was chasing Marksman that he saw Bloody Tan in the street. So it would have been hard for her to be both of those guys. Yeah. And so he's trying to figure out a way to cut her off, to direct her kind of more towards where he wants her to go rather than where she might be trying to go. And just as he's about to catch up, she she spots him and they kind of fall. And well, he, Wax lands gracefully. You can't run from me, Bleeder. Let me, maybe we can find a way to heal your madness. Your reefer madness. <laughs> and she's like no i'm not gonna be a slave again would you would you clasp ma- the manacles willingly on your own hands and he's like well yeah if i'd gone crazy and murdered a bunch of people like you yeah i would yeah, absolutely I, want that I, I would definitely turn myself in if i did that yes thank you which it, it's interesting because that kind of pairs up with what wayne says when we get to the end in the epilogue where he's like if she'd be, if she was in her right mind she would have wanted you to stop her just like wax but, is saying yeah. here yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then also, like, if 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 Lassie doesn't know that about him, if if Bleeder doesn't know that about him, then she's obviously not like, like she's confused. Yeah. And she's like, "What about God? Will Harmony accept his punishments? The people he lets die, the people he makes die." So there's a big hint for you. Yep. And that's the mask drops, and it's Lassie's face, and that's a dramatic moment. And that it. So the implication there is any time she's worn the mask, it's been Lessie under it, yeah? Maybe. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we – that because she wore the mask when she got shot and then shot Drim, and she was wearing the governor under that, so. Oh, yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'd kind of assumed that Lessie was her true body form. Yeah, maybe. I hadn't even thought about that, but it, it's yeah. quite possible. Unless she went and found somebody to eat, eat specifically for this mission. Hmm. I wonder if, like – uh, Harmony didn't like want to tell him that she was a Chandra or like he didn't want her to say that she was a Chandra because it would have freaked him out at that point in his life. But it just seems weird that like, you know, he wouldn't like he'd be like, OK, go, go, uh, go hang out with this guy. But don't let him know you're a Chandra. I feel like the default for them is probably like keep it a secret just by by instinct even. But I I feel like the question that Wax would ask if she was like, oh, yeah, I'm a conjure sent to protect you. And the question that we should probably be asking now is what made him so special that a conjure got sent to help him? Presumably that doesn't happen for any old scion of a high lord that ends up heading out into the wilderness. So, well, I guess it depends. I that Harmony's... You go. I was just going to say, I'm assuming Harmony's got some grand design for something that Wax needs to do mm-hmm. in the future. You know, keep him keep him safe out there and ultimately get him to return. And having Lessie die and him have to come back to save his 
house was the thing that needed to happen. Whether it, whether it was a case of she was always going to die or, or not, I don't know, but that's sort of how I read it. It's, he there, There's something that he has to do he hasn't done yet, but something mm. that he has to do. So, yeah, at that point, it's like, okay, so what should we be expecting this now? Is this coming up? Like, is there some big thing that he's going to have to do? So, okay, yeah. Dak, did you have a thing? Yeah, I, I think um, like it might not just be him because I think when he spoke to Sazed earlier in the book, Sazed did say, you know, go easy on Marisai. I, have, I, di- I did a lot to get her where she needs to be mm. as well. So I assume that Sazed has specific people earmarked for like tasks that he needs them to do. So he just sort of works behind the scenes and probably does get his candor to work things. But he's probably got quite a number of agents out there doing stuff in the various locations. And he's not the first to do it. We know that Ruin had plans for Vin pretty much from the moment she was born. Yep. So it's probably just like part of godhood, I guess. Like you work on getting your agents where they need to be. They're all pawns in Harmony's game. I was about to say, does that make her right? That like Harmony is just playing everybody, controlling them? I guess uh, when you ascend to godhood, you've got like a different set of, I don't want to say morality, but uh, principles and you need to think on think in those terms, especially if it turns out that someone did like did show up to the you know the shard reunion and found Sazed uh, masquerading with uh, his his two old buddies' powers and says like who the fuck are you? I'm gonna fuck with your planet. <laughs> I like that that I, I like that idea for how this happened. There was a big reunion and Sazed <laughs> is the new guy and somebody's really mad about it. It's like, like, where's preservation? Yeah, where are preservation and ruin? Who is this asshole? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, you know what? I'm burning your invitation and I'm going to burn the planet as well. (laughs) So he calls himself Harmony. I guess uh, call me Super Harmony. (laughs) Mega Ultra Harmony. God. All right, so we'll we'll have to do the predictions at the end of like who the hell Trell is, what he, if if he is a real if he is one of the shards, which shard may he be or she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we or should they. try that. We don't know we don't know that many other shards still, but we can absolutely throw out some guesses. That'll be fun. Yep. Uh, where we're okay. So we cut to Marisai, who has not told anyone else about the governor being already dead. She's like, what am I supposed to say? Like the city's been run by an insane conjure for who knows how long? Nah. I'll tell them later. And so as fake Aradel, or no, sorry, so fake innate, Malon innate comes up to the, the mic, basically to and talk to the crowd. The crowd goes strangely calm to the point where, I mean, it's not just like, hey, they actually want to hear what he's saying. To the point where Marisai's like, something weird is going on. They're, they went too calm too fast. And then she thinks for a second. Yeah. Did, uh. Did the are these soothers and is this soother and writer are they not very good like <laughs> I feel like it's a basic tool of your trade not to like crush somebody with your power or else it's going to be super obvious what you're doing well as as I recall the more people you're affecting the harder it is to be like precise about it so I guess that's true because when is. even when Breeze was doing it in the first book he had a whole room of people doing it yep yeah and even last book Mosh like. When, when he did it to Marisai, Marisai was like, I know this is wrong. There's something very wrong about this. <laughs> Marsh is oh, like, yeah, I, but I, I think that's just because Marsh isn't good at it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Breeze is way better at soothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think he would have had time to practice in the last 300 years, but whatever. I mean, he eh, was what just can like you do? doing it. 
Yeah, maybe he doesn't like it. That's a good point. Maybe he also, doesn't he hang around doesn't people interact. a lot. Yeah. I was about to say, he doesn't interact with people enough that that's really a necessity for him, most likely. But then what's he doing? Is he living out in a cave somewhere? Poor guy. Yeah, like if he's Batman, he's got his he's got his bat cave, his marsh cave. Mm, yep. I mean, people think he's literally death. I don't think they want to see him wandering down the street in broad daylight being like, hey, what's up, guys? That's why he's got the big hooded cloak. Although if he's death, maybe he has to be good at soothing because like when people lie dying, he comes to them and it's like, no, no, don't feel bad. It's all good. It's going to be I all right. I kind of doubt he actually does that, but let me <laughs> dream. Damn it. <laughs> we know that it would like preservation came to people just after they died. Like everyone in the last uh, series. I wonder if like Harmony is keeping yeah. up that tradition. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you're dead now. It's all right. And so Marisai like, figures out there's a soother here, and it must be suit, because the set has access to Alamancers that they could be using to help bleed her. And so she's like, it, it doesn't matter how good the speech is, when they figure out it's not going the way they want, they will drive the crowd into a frenzy. We have to do something. And I love the conversation with Reddy, where she's like, hey, Reddy, there's a soother somewhere. And he's like, huh? No, don't be silly. Everything's fine. Reddy, how do you feel about me? Like, are you annoyed at me? Angry that I hold a position that you shouldn't, or that you should? Jealous at all? And he thinks for a second, he's like, damn it, you're right, I usually hate you. But all I feel is a mild dislike. That was a great moment there with Reddy. It's like, the gr- excellent way to get him on side. Yep. And I like he finishes with, no offense. <laughs> I usually hate you so much. No offense. <laughs> no offense, it's just a fact. Yeah. And she's like, I can't even feel offense. I can't feel anything strongly right now. We had to stop them. And she makes a good point where it's like, no, they can't be hiding anywhere. They won't want to mix it in the middle of a uh, a bunch of people. They're about to turn into a murderous mob. So uh, we'll find them somewhere like on the sides. So we're back to Wax. And he is not happy to see Leslie's face. And Bleeder's like, man, again with the guns, you lean on him too much, Wax. How often do I have to point this out to you? And he's like, you dug up her corpse? You monster. And she doesn't disagree with that. She's like, I just, I wish I hadn't been forced to, but strong emotion is the only way to get free. But I mean, this would have been, if if the conjure hadn't been Lessie, this is a good technique to not get shot because he's just like, I don't think I can shoot her again. Like I can't, I can't do it. I mean, he does do it, but at first he's just like, I don't, I don't think I can. And she she starts trying just like you know I I was start trying to convince him that she kind of was always and he's like no you're not Lessie and she's like I guess I wasn't I mean I was always Palm the Conjurer but I wanted to be Lessie doesn't that count for something and he's amazed like her, it's Palm has Lessie's mannerisms her voice everything down so perfectly and he tries to call to Harmony but he doesn't have his earring in and I don't know if you guys picked up on that before Joe's theory but like he sent that package off to Renette to make into a bullet. And then after that, it was like, oh yeah, he took out his earring. He can't talk to Harmony anymore. I thought he was just pissed at him and just re- was refusing to put it back in. <laughs> that would have also made sense. It's interesting yeah. that the earring becomes such a like plot point again, kind of like Vin's did. Well, and, and honestly, you said that just now. I I didn't even think that it was his earring that the, that the spike was made into. I just assumed... He'd seen some of the spikes already, so he knew he could make them out of a metal or mm. just put two and two together and just ha- asked her to make one. So we cut back to Marisai and Reddy. Malon's talking over the projector, the voice projector. Uh, they got some helmets, some aluminum-lined helmet, but they've only got a few, all donated by Wax. So, hey, Wax is helping out. He's, he's kind of difficult, but it, these are probably extremely expensive given the price of aluminum. And so, you know, 
He's contributing. Good guy wax. <laughs> <laughs> and so Reddy's like, okay, we're going in. Let's hope they don't have a coin shot with them. Keep your helmets on. I don't want the soother taking control of any of you. Which Marisai's just like, um, I mean, th- that's not something that can happen. It's it's not a hundred percent inaccurate though. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I you know, if you if you've if you've got your hackles up to punch the soother and the soother says you don't want to punch me anymore, it's basically the same thing. Mm, yeah. This is, these are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the set uh, brought a lot of dudes with them to protect the carriage with the soother and the rider in there. So there's a very quiet fight going on in this alleyway between the cops and the the set's forces. Cut back to Wax and uh, Palm, and she's like, maybe I should have come to you, had, let you help me, had you help me with my plan, but he's always watching. I'm glad you took the earring out. At least my words meant something. And he's just like, stop. And she's like, well, stop loving you? My life would have been a lot easier if I'd been able to do that. So this is, once again, some like a conjurer who was not prepared to have to create their own personality like she apparently did with Lessie. And she got very, very invested in this person the first time her first experience being her own person basically and she fell in love and she didn't like it when that had to stop invested like investiture i get it (laughs) but um tish and she's like i'm gonna have to do something about you get you out of the way somehow for your own good still don't know what to do about wayne couldn't bring myself to kill him he followed you here to help you and i love him for that but he's still harmony so probably better off dead than the way he is now I guess that was a bad thing to say. That's when Wax is like, no, in his mind. Like, this person's talking about killing Wayne. Uh, I can't let that happen. Cut back to Mary. Oh, so he, she knocks the gun out of his hand and falls. And she shoots him in the leg with her aluminum gun as they're falling. Ow. Uh, we, yeah, right. We go back to Marisai, who's watching the battle. And her, her forces are not making much headway. And then she's hearing Melon. She's she's given the speech, but she's not sounding authentic. It sounds fake. And so making all these promises, like the governor up here making these promises. Yes, we'll fix the problems that you are having. We'll we'll make things right. But sounding fake about it just pisses the crowd off. So she's like, I mean, it's not Melon's fault, but this is not going the way we need it to go. And so she kind of she decides she needs to get to the carriage. She can't like sneak around. So she's going to have to make her way through the middle, basically. She kind of tries to go along the side of the alley, but it's too narrow and everyone's fighting everywhere. But no one's paying her that much attention. So she's like, oh, good. I'm used to being ignored. This is great. This is perfect. And so she's like, "Okay, fine. I'm going to walk straight in. And she just starts going right into the fight and then throws herself down as if she's been hit so that she can then crawl to the carriage, which is, I guess, fairly clever. No, I, I really like this. I thought that was a great move. Yeah. And I guess Reddy notices because when she quote unquote goes down, he, she hears him curse her name. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible he didn't notice the thing and he was just uh, like, like going, man, fucking Colm's got us into this situation. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. But she <laughs> fi- she finds two guards still at the carriage. And I love that she decides to use her powers to trick them into leaving. So she, like, flicks on her allomancy briefly, and she's like, oh, and just enough so that they notice something weird's happening, and they're like, oh, there's Metalborn in there. And so after a couple of times of that, they talk to the people in the carriage, and they go off to help, which lets Marisai hop in there and pull out her gun, 
There's a, a pudgy woman on a bench with a lavish gown of three silken layers and a man sitting beside her. His suit, very stylish and modern. The handgun Marisai leveled at them was, on the other hand, quite traditional. And I, I like, I like, she's, I have a theory that a gentlewoman should never resort to something so barbarous as violence <laughs> to achieve her goals. Wouldn't you agree? And they're like, yeah, no, I'm totally. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back to Wax and Bleacher's like, stop obeying Harmony. You have to listen to me. But he finds the gun and he has his very dramatic line where he's like, you're wrong about me. I'm not Harmony's hands. I'm his sword before he fires. And so he's his earring has been turned into a bullet, which has half powder. So it doesn't go super fast and it doesn't break apart. It just goes right into her and stays there right beside the bridge of her nose. So now that she has two spikes, Harmony can take control. And she freaks the fuck out when she realizes what has happened. No, Darth Vader. Like she's just like, oh, I got shot. What the hell? Like, like, do you really expect that to work? And then Sage just goes, "Yep." And she's <laughs> like, "Oh no, welcome back." Um, hello, I missed you. And so we cut back to Marisai, who's dragging the soother along, and Reddy has made it there also, and they're going up towards uh, the front of the crowd. And Marisai's like, you, you gotta stop them. And the soother's like, I'm trying. It would be easier if you weren't choking me. When do I get to speak to my solicitor? I've broken no laws. I was just watching. Meanwhile, the crowd is turning against Melon, and she's not taking it well. You should be grateful I've come to talk to you. And Marisai's like, damn it, that's not the right thing to say. You're letting your annoyance get the better of you. And Melon calls the, the crowd miscreants. And Marisai's like, maybe she's getting too into the character of the governor, because she actually kind of does sound like him, and that's not a good thing right now. Innate always had trouble connecting with crowds. Like, Maitland's final, fine, burn the city. See how you feel in the morning without homes to live in. Yeah. Okay. Great. So the impression I got in this scene after everything went down was I didn't think she was getting heavily into the character. I thought she was, like, deliberately stirring things up to force Aradel's hand. I feel like maybe oh. Sazed was leaning on her during this, like, all right, you do this, and then we've manipulated Aradel into a position that we want him to be in. Because earlier in the book, Melan said she had to spy on Aradel and get an idea of him and his habits, his methods, and everything else, so she would mm -hmm. understand him. So it really seemed like she knows him well enough that she can sort of predict what she would have to say to get him to come up and do this behind her. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that's, again, that might be Say's trying to get someone more sympathetic to the common people in charge of the city to, you know, try and stir some more progress and, you know, be better for the city. That's a good point. I don't know that we've seen Melon find out about the letters, so she wouldn't necessarily know, but I mean, Harmony would know. So he could absolutely be kind of coaching her and she would probably never tell us if that was the case. So I, we might never know. No, but you know, I don't know. This it's it. I, I got the impression because I remember what she said about having to spy on Aradell and thought, Oh, is that, is that mm. for this purpose? Maybe. Yeah. That's a really good thought. I like that. And so, yeah, Aradell walks up, and I, like she's like, what idiocy? And he tells all the cops to turn around. And Freddy's like, wait, what? what's he doing? And Marisai says something brilliant. And Aradell announces to the crowd, the governor has put us in martial law. That means that the constables are in charge with him at the head. Unfortunately, it turns out he's a lying bastard. And so they're gonna we're arresting the governor. And as far as I can tell, you people, the people are in control. So if you're willing tonight, the constables stand with you. However, 
I am not going to allow rioting and looting. We're not burning the damn city. And they're like, okay, then what? And he's like, we are the people of Elendil, and we're tired of being led by a pack of rats. I have proof that at least seven house lords are corrupt, and I want to arrest them tonight. I could use an army if you're willing to help. Woo, that seems like a bad idea, but okay. Yeah, yeah, that's like, mm, that's a stretch. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if it's the only option, then you got to go with it. Sure. Like like Marisai says, it's like it's easier to try to channel the river than it is to stop it. Sure, I guess. And Reddy is not believing of this, and Marisai's just like, oh, this is this is amazing. And uh, she lets the soother go free because I skipped that, but she told the soother if uh, if the soother helped calm everyone while Airedale was talking that she would give her immunity for what she did. So she's like, get out of here and tell Suit he might want to take an extended vacation during what's coming. Yeah, like. The soother and the rider here, I got the same impression I got from push and pull in Alloy of Law. It's like, oh, once again, the, these two random henchmen have shown up to be pivotal to the plot at the last minute, and we don't actually mm. know anything about them, who they are, mm. and then they exit as soon as their relevance has ceased. I'm like, It's true. Hmm. I, I got the impression they were descendants of, uh, what's-her-face? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that make them cousins to wax, like, distant? Possibly. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's distant cousins. I think Wax says that at some point to, to Wayne. It's like, it's only been 300 years. We're kind of all related. <laughs> so we cut back to Wax, and uh, Palm is like, he's in my head again. I'm not going back. I won't be his. I'm going to be me at the end. And so, very conveniently, uh, we had recently found out that the Conjurer can kill themselves uh, if they choose to. They figured out a way. And here's why we needed that information, because that's what uh, Bleeder is going to do. And I like Wax is horrified. And he's like, can I stop it? Should I stop it? Why would I want to stop it? You know how many people she's killed? And then she says a quote from the the prologue. You're as surprising as a dancing donkey, Mr. Cravat. And he's like, where did you hear that? Who told you about that? Ask, ask Harmony. Ask him why he sent a conjurer to watch over you all those years ago. Ask him if he knew that I would come to love you. And so... The thing that she didn't want to do was Harmony wanted her to bring him back to the city. Harmony wanted Wax back in Elendel, and she refused to manipulate him into returning because he loved it out there so much. So she had to die instead, quote unquote die. And I like another thing that Joe said in the first episode that people in the Discord have called out is Joe is like upset because he's like, I don't feel like how is this prologue going to be relevant to the book because you know Lessie's dead why do we need this flashback i don't see how it's going to be relevant and we were trying to guess like thematically is there like a theme from the prologue that's going to be relevant mm-hmm. through the book but no it turns out that it, there's more relevance than that yeah i mean i and that was the thing is like it's annoying at the time because my brain is thinking okay there's no there's no reason for this prologue unless there's a reason for the prologue so and then when i started putting the pieces together i was like ah that's why the prologue is the way it is yep so Wax finally figures out it's her just as she's dying, and he just lays, sits there with the body in his lap, screaming and unhappy for at least an hour, because that's when Tensoon shows up an hour later, doggy form again, coming out of the mist. And Wax is like, tell me. And Tensoon says, yeah, the woman you knew as Lessie was always one of us. Harmony worried about you out there, and he wanted you to have a bodyguard. Palm had exhibited a willingness to break prohibitions the rest of us held sacred. So I guess that's why. Palm was willing to kill some people, and that's kind of what was needed out there to protect Wax. And Wax is like, how could – he's extremely angry. You didn't tell me. 
Tensun says that he was forbidden. Melon didn't even know. Tensun only found out a few days ago. Harmony foresaw a disaster if you were told whom you hunted. And he's like, and this isn't a disaster? And the end, the end of the last chapter, I killed her. I killed her again. It's fucking brutal. Oh, yeah, no joke. And so the entire that is brutal. Ep- yeah, but technically he only killed her once. <laughs> he thought he killed her <laughs> before and went through the morning right. for it. So now he has to deal with it again. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, it just occurred to me. Uh, it didn't occur to me until you mentioned it. But it's like, oh yeah, like, like she was saying, I'm, I'm killing myself because we refuse to be taken. I'm like, oh yeah, that is why they decide they found that way because they didn't want Ruin to take them over again. Yep. It didn't even click when I read it. Uh, poor Lessie. She was kind of crazy. And maybe as as we come to find out about this other metal, maybe that also contributed to her insanity. This weird mystery metal. So the epilogue starts out with what it's all from Wax's perspective as he's sitting by the fire during kind of a party that he doesn't want to be involved in. Lord Harms is there telling everyone about his amazing part in the adventure. You'll never believe it. I was left on a building for like a, for like six hours. It was awesome. Eventually, my bucket, it was full. So I had to go to the window and pop a squat. And I kept yelling out, look out yeah. below. And I don't know what happened. Uh, I got so hungry, I ate my shoe. It was spectacular. Uh, I, do, I do like I the whole... I had to drink my own urine. Was that necessary? <laughs> no, but it's sterile, and I like the taste. And I like the taste. Oh, that guy. Uh, I like the discussion about how, like, they've never had a ruler who wasn't at least partly noble. Spook was part noble. Ellen was a nobleman. Even Kelsier was half nobleman. I guess technically the Lord Ruler wasn't a nobleman because no- noblemen as we know them didn't exist until after he took control, but still... Uh, Claude Aradell has not a drop of noble blood, but he has become the governor. And everyone's all, – all these noble persons are sitting around congratulating themselves on how progressive they are. And Wax is just sitting there staring into the fire. Steris has told everyone that he's – you know, all the terrible things he's seen, he's seen have fatigued him. And she tries to steer people away from him when she can. Awesome lady. I don't know. Maybe having a party at all was not a great idea, but I don't know whose idea that was. So. But is it it's at their house? I think it is, yeah. Because they're the last ones there after everyone leaves. I assume then it's like, that's, that's, that's got to be Lord Harms who did it. He's come down yeah. from the building and it's like, hey, what happened? And it's like, oh, we saved the city. And he's like, like brilliant. How did that happen? Oh, it was uh, Lord Wax. I'm like, great, party at his house. Let's go. <laughs> I'm his father-in-law. I have the right. Uh, could be. It's like Wax has just like come in absolutely devastated probably still carrying Lessie's body and just like, Oh my God, I can't, I, I, I need to just go and cry for like three days. And there's a panic at the door. He opens up. Lord Harms is at the door with a crab behind him. It's like, let's go. He's got a bottle in each hand. Like, yeah. Yeah. They've delayed the wedding. So wax can recuperate. And Wayne is here on crutches. I guess he had, he never found his metal mines because it says that he can't heal without storing up some more health. Either that or they'd already run out before she took them. But I don't think that, I mean, if they'd already run out, then why would he have cared? Maybe she destroyed them. Could be. I feel like, in my mind, she took them, put them somewhere, and then later someone else was like, damn, two big pieces of gold. I'm taking these. <laughs> one one guy hung around to loot the governor's mansion and found them. Right, exactly. Or like that butler who was so snarky with Renette was like, hey, these are nice. <laughs> Main villain of book three. Let's go. <laughs> 
I mean, Wayne was pissed when his hat got stolen. Imagine his metal mines. Right? And so he comes up to Wax on crutches and he's like, hey, let me tell you about my plan to get the whole city drunk. And Wax is like, you're, you're not going to poison the city, are you? He's like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> not poison, drunk. Come on. This it is going to be amazing. Best plan ever. <laughs> and I like when he when Wayne gets up to go, he stumbles and is surprised about his wounded leg. He's not used to having a wound like that that he doesn't heal. Well, and then the rest of us. Right, exactly. Normal. Enjoy. <laughs> Ain't nothing making Wayne normal. Yeah, okay. He gives some advice that his paw gave him about bashing your face against a wall until your lip bleeds, which, yeah, okay. And that's when, after that, he's like, hey, look, she would have wanted you to stop her. If she'd been able to think straight, she would have demanded that you kill her, just like I would have wanted, just like you would want if you went crazy. So you, you did what, what needed to be done. And then uh, as he goes off, he runs into a teenage girl, Sophie Tarsal. It's like, hey, aren't you that, that the daughter of Remington Tarsal, the guy who invented the incandescent bulb? And she's like, wait, you know my dad? Yeah, that guy, he was robbed, I say. Genius. <laughs> this is such a good callback to that when he met her at the party as the guy who stole her dad's inventions. Yeah, yep. it was probably my favorite part of the epilogue. And so she has a plan. She's like. They brought it into their houses. Like right now, everyone is using electricity for lights, but there is so much more we can do with this. I'm going to be the one who uh, who is the first to start using this. And Wayne's like, huh, you need some money? And she's like, do I? Come on. Come on. It's like, yeah, it sounds like Wayne's about to be set up to be rich. Right. Yeah. But also, like, uh, Wayne's going to be richer than wax. He's going to be like a noble with all this money <laughs> for no reason. Wayne, the electric lord. Yeah, I mean, we find out earlier in the book he's already kind of rich because they got a bunch of aluminum as part of uh, the the reward from catching Miles in the previous book. So I guess he's going to turn around and invest sure. that and uh, possibly, you know, multiply it by who knows how much. The rich get richer. <laughs> and Wax just keeps staring at the fire. People come over, try to talk to him, and he's just like, you know, whatever. Marisai brings the spike over. It's like, this is one of those spikes. And he's like, why the fuck would you even show me that? Like, what's wrong with you? Read the room, Marisai. Now is not the moment. And she's like, this is a metal that we have never seen before. Definitely not one of the spikes she started with, which means that she removed both of those and used this one instead. So who gave her this one? And Wax is like, I don't I don't care. Wax, we need to know what what this word is. It says uranium. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, would be a problem. It's weird. And he's like, he sent her, Marissa. He sent her a conjurer to seduce me. And she's like, well, no, he's in a bodyguard. I did talk to Tensoon. So now, now Marissa has met Marsh and Tensoon. Uh, <laughs> she's she's making some friends. The seduction was her idea and yours, presumably. I spoke to Tensoon. He wasn't happy telling me twice. He bit me. <laughs> and Wax is like, no, Harmony knew. He saw what would happen. And Marissa like, maybe he didn't? Well, then what kind of god is he? What good is a god like him, then? Yeah, okay. And then uh, they sent him a new earring, and he doesn't even want to look at it. Others came to offer him bland encouragement of the type you might write on a card. He nodded, but didn't listen. Get well soon, Wax. <laughs> <laughs> at least you tried. Sorry for your loss. Keep a stiff upper lip. <laughs> That's Better luck next time. Next time. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Look before you shoot. 
Oh, jeez. But so Marisai, Marisai <laughs> that, finds... that one was uh, that was pretty insensitive. I can't believe that that guy said that. <laughs> that was probably Wayne, right? Marisai finds Aridel back in his office working on a stack of papers, and she's like, "Seriously, the, your first day as governor, and the best thing you have to do is work on equipment depreciation reports." Not that I'm complaining. You, you've been ignoring them for how long? And so he is interim governor until the election happens next month. And he's like, they'll they'll pick somebody good. And she says, frankly, I doubt that. He's like, oh, my. What have I done? Why didn't you stop me? Because <laughs> you had an army. I'll run. I'll refuse the appointment. I <laughs> I can't be happy like this. And she's like, well, the ones who are happy with the role, they've had their chance. Um, I'm kind of excited <laughs> to see what happens now. <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry you're not happy, but uh, at least your wife's not making you eat bananas. She probably still is. It's like you're you're governor now. You have to eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she's like excited that he's governor, or if she's indifferent, or yeah, we don't really know much about his wife except for the banana thing. We had our theory that she's Wayne's mom, but other than that, <laughs> and I like Governor Innate just strolls in and is like, hey, hold up a belt. Do either of you know how to tie one of these? And Aridel's like, you don't tie a belt, Conjurer. You buckle it. No, 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 no. People always talk about it. guys hanging themselves in their cells, but I'll be damned if I can figure it out. Hung there for a good ten minutes, and I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have killed even the most frail mortal. Also, such a random conversation to have. <laughs> it's so weird. Also, remember the last time Aridel met Melan? She was doing the whole, thou art a good man, young mortal. Be well on this day. And now she's like, yo, can you help me kill myself? Yeah, I don't and- need that anymore. <laughs> given given his reaction where he's like, you don't tie a belt, Condra, you buckle it. I'm guessing that they've had more conversations between then and now. I, I guess, but yeah, after he, after she was arrested, he was she was like, hey, it's me, Condra. He's like, what? <laughs> that was that was also my thing. I kind of was with Dak. I felt like she was almost doing it to get Aridel to arrest her. So I wonder if somehow she had like given him signals like, yeah, it's it's actually. It's actually me, the Condra. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I mean, it's kind of it, it's kind of irrelevant to the story, but it'd be interesting to know. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. could have easily, like, the governor could easily call him in and be like, "Hey, I need to talk to the the Lord High Constable or whatever for a minute." So totally. And uh, they're like, "Wait, what's what's going on?" He's like, "You, you can't hang yourself. You're our most important witness." And Malon's like, "Come on, Harmony is not going to let me sit there and testify in a trial against people I don't even know." It would make a mockery of justice, kids. I got shit to do. And Marissa's like, no, but we have the letters. And Malon's like, well, can you know for certain that those were not forged by either Palm or Innate before he died? Or even if they weren't, that those people actually went through with what they were saying and they weren't just talking about, you know, things maybe that they would do? And Airedale's like... Harmony knows. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in a minute. But Airedale's like, we're pretty sure this is correct. And she's like, well, then convince the judge and the jury. We're, we're not doing this. We're not setting a precedent that a conjurer can lie in order to get a conviction, even if you're pretty sure you've got the evidence. And Marissa's like, there's no way we're going to keep them in jail, then they're going to get out. And Ariel's like, we weren't going to keep them anyway. They're too powerful. They would have, you know, they would have scapegoated somebody else or made some sort of argument and they would they would have gotten off. And he's like, they're going to put somebody else's in somebody else in the governor's seat. They're, they'll take it again unless somebody does something. Damn it, I have to be the governor, huh? <laughs> and so he asked for Marisai's suggestion about a replacement as constable general, and she says, ready, and he goes, but he hates you. And she goes, yeah, it doesn't make, doesn't make him a bad cop, though. So 
And so he ties the the belt into a noose for her. And he's like, this part around your neck, holy one. You know how to make it look like you died of strangle, strangling? And she's like, yeah, unfortunately. And Mary says, like, how'd you even get out of the cell? And she's like, oh, yeah, I just stuck my finger in the lock and melted my skin, shoved it all around a bit. That's something I hadn't considered you could do, but okay. Boss move. And Maris is like, but wait, Harmony knows if the people are guilty or not, right? She's like, yeah. Well, then you could just ask him. And if he says yes, then it's okay. And that's when Maris is like, you realize what this has done to Wax, right? And Malon says, he'll weather it. And Maris says, well, he shouldn't have to. And Malon's like, what do you want Harmony to do, woman? Just give us all the answers, lead us around by the nose like Palm said that he did, turn us into pieces on his board. Or would you rather have the opposite, where he just leaves us alone, doesn't do anything? Harmony does the best that he can, the best possible, by definition, since he's God. So, yeah, he hurt Wax, he hurt him bad, but he put the pain where he knew that it could be born. And then the spike comes out again, and Maris, and Malon says, it's not a metal that we know. And Maris is like, well, yeah, but what about, like, Tensoon and Harmony? And she's like, no, this is not a metal that Harmony knows, which means that basically it's not from here. So what could... It's like, did you did you never wonder why Harmony couldn't track down Bleeder? And we talked about this. Like, even if she's got one spike, how is it that he can't see her? He can't find her. He can't do something, right? Here's how. What could stop a god, Marisai Holmes? And he guesses another god. Congratulations. You found proof of something that terrifies us. And Marisai thinks back to Miles' hundred lives and the, the god that he spoke of as he was dying. And now she's kind of worried about this. She wasn't at the time, but now maybe there's something to it. Who or what was Trell? And we cut back to Wax for a final couple of paragraphs where he's just sitting there as the fire dies. And Steris steps over, sits next to him. Nobody says anything, and then he just turns and rests his head on her shoulder and starts crying. And that is the end of the book. The Wait. end of the book. I don't know. Personally, I mean, yes, it is a down ending, like Joe mentioned at the beginning. Personally, I think it is one of the like best and most powerfully emotional jobs of an ending that he's done in the books that we've read so far. I like it a lot. I think it has the intended re- um, effect. It's like very, very well done. You don't feel good about it, but it's definitely well done. Okay. Yeah, I would say for the vacuum of this, like he's got to help stop bleeder the vacuum of that piece of the story it's very good it's just the overarching other pieces that are left out that you're kind of like well that's i don't know there's a lot less left unsatisfied in those other realms let's do uh some predicaments i guess what do you guys think is coming and what we talked about something else that we wanted to predict what was that i forget did we yeah, somebody said, like, hey, this is something that we can talk about when we get to predicaments. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. That'll be interesting. And now I don't remember what it was. Oh, that might have just been me saying, like, oh, Wax is going to spend the next book hating on God like Says did. Mm, maybe. It's, it, when, when I go back in the editing, it's going to bug me. Okay, well, anyway, predicaments. What do you guys think? Where are we going? What's going to happen? Oh, I, now I remember. We were we were going to guess at, like, what shard Trell could be if, if Trell is a shard. Oh, I've got something for that. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the thing with Trell is. So Trell, here's the thing: uh, of the shards, we haven't really come into contact specifically with other shards in our readings so far. Mm-hmm. But of the type of magics that we've seen, metal, like 
metallurgy has only been a characteristic of ruin and preservation so far as we knew. Right. I metallurgy is not something that we've seen for the other shards. So if it's a metallurgical type investiture power, I mean that that's the only clue that I could really have. The name Trell and that the fact that they knew it on this planet of Skadriel, that's the part that's confusing to me because how would these people know about this god Trell when for the first thousand years I mean unless there was and maybe maybe there was and I'm just forgetting it was there a Trell religion that says talked yeah. about way back in the day yeah yes yeah, yeah he did we, yeah we talked about that okay. in that last book when Miles brings up Trell but it was like the people who watch the stars that uh, mm. it was, it was the like, thousand eyes of their god Trell thousand eyes of their god Trell interesting so uh space dragon the space <laughs> dragon trail i don't know that's that's a tough one if if it's a metallurgical investiture of some kind and we're talking about that it can be used for hemolurgical purposes i'm gonna go ahead and make the assumption that the same type of spikes were used on the creepy creatures down in uh the homeland yeah uh because we don't know of any hemolurgical magics that can do that to peeps so far. So I'm going to assume that, that that is the same kind of magical spiky spike. Uh, so that's that's a little perturbing. I don't know. Maybe perhaps the hemolurgy is piercing somebody with the investiture of Trell. Like you couldn't – like maybe and, – and this is just me guessing. I don't know how, how hemolurgy works, but maybe you can hemolurgy any type of investiture if you have a spike. So if somebody's got Trell power, you could hemolurgy Trell power by by spiking somebody with that power. So maybe even though the investiture is not made through metallurgy, it can be passed on through stealing it with hemolurgy. Yeah, uh, and I think I think we've actually talked about that before because in the in one of the those, the, uh, the Arzarcanum Arzarcanums, yeah, last book, yeah. Uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Chris. Chris was theorizing that like hemolurgy could have effects like through the other magic systems, like could be relevant across mm. the Cosmere. And I, if I recall, you so, were like, I don't yeah. see how that could work. Like I don't see. And we talked about like, could you could you like spike an Elantrian and get Elantrian powers into somebody else or something? So yeah, this is this is as much see. And you guys are talking about this and see. I this is how bad my memory is. I don't remember any of that, but that's fine. So yeah, maybe that is true. Maybe what we were what we were discussing is a possibility, and, and the Trellian powers were were put in a hemological spike, and that's how she has them. But what Trell is or does, or what the powers are specifically, seem a little too vague. If I had to guess, based on the fact uh, now making people into creepy critters, I don't know what that would be, but based on the fact that she was able to use powers longer uh with these special trail spikes maybe maybe it's some kind of not preservation but some kind of other like storage investiture power but i don't know that's as close as i can really get without having more information i feel like i don't, I don't know that i have all the pieces really to make an educated guess on that mm. um but the watching thing, like a watcher, a thousand eyes watching. Like I don't know how that plays into 
this at this point and uh maybe we're not supposed to but i just i don't see how it plays in yet so not sure on that where do i think these these folks are going i i think i made my predictions for that a couple of episodes and then at the beginning of this one as well i think the next book we're going to see a wax that's kind of like done working with the constabulary maybe he's gonna have to be dragged back in at some point during the book but he also might be working on another radar doing his own thing and maybe the constabulary doesn't want his help so that's that's a possibility for sure i think especially given what what's happened now and he's pretty upset it'd be kind of interesting to see him go down a dark road um if the next book's called bands of mourning maybe they really are maybe we really are talking about some kind of bands that harmony made i almost wonder because you know you can store memories in you can store memories in your freaking what you call it's your ferrochemy uh what do they call metal mines or yeah uh, your metal mines bands whatever so maybe he's yeah maybe he stored the memories of tin tindwell in in the in some metal mines and those are called the bands of mourning i don't know because he's too sad about it still but I think there are a lot of parallels, and I think the line that we discussed in the epilogue makes a lot of sense, given the parallels. It's like, yeah, he put the pain where he knew that Wax could could bear it. So because that is the pain that that he would say is Harmony would know. He would know that pain. He's like, yes, I went through something where my where the person I love the most died, and I was somewhat responsible for her death or felt responsible for her death. So I I know he can bear that. Mm. So maybe maybe that's what the bands of mourning are. I don't know. Uh, be interesting to find out. But uh, and maybe that's what this book next book will be about. Him coming to terms and understanding harmony more. I will say this book leaned a lot more heavily on the original trilogy than the first book in the series did. And oh, so my yeah. guess is that's going to be. While they're going to get into hopefully the set and and finding the ladies and all that, I think that's going to be a continuing theme. Is that it's going to you know there's going to be more Marsh coming into play, the Condra, and maybe not. Maybe this is a one-off to kind of give you a t- give the the fans the old trilogy a taste of it. And now we're not going to focus on it as much. But I feel like with the with the anger with Harmony at the end of this book, I feel like you can't just let that lie and not include you know, old characters in the next book, I feel like they're going to have to come into play again. Um, mm. And and I, th- I feel like this book, there were a lot of strengths for this book drawing from old stuff, but there was also a good amount of weaknesses drawing from old stuff because to a certain extent, it kind of, it kind of hurts its own lore by, by drawing too heavily from that. Well, no pun intended <laughs> uh, for, for that stuff. But I'm, I'm giving predictions, but then also kind of giving my overall assessment of the book. If I was going to give this one a number, I don't, I don't remember out of one through ten what I gave Alloy of Law. I think I gave it a, I think I gave it a seven point five or an eight. I would give this one like a seven. Okay, so not um, not far behind it. No, it's good. I like it. I like Alloy of Law a little bit better. I like mm. portions of this, like the kind of mystery horror stuff. I really liked those parts of the book, but they're really such a small portion of the overall story of the book. I couldn't give it. I couldn't say that it was. It doesn't. It doesn't override Alloy of Law because Alloy of Law was such a strong starting book. I feel like for this for this character in this series. So. Okay. I, I actually tend to agree with that. A lot of people say that they think Alloy of Law is the weakest of the three books in this era so far, but I tend to agree with you that, uh, at least uh, as far as these first two go that I like that one a little better. Yep. Right there. Uh, 
I have one thing that you made me think about when you're talking about Trell and like the possibilities there that I wanted to bring up. So mm. th- the the thing that occurs to me based on the stuff that we've talked about so far, because we were talking, we, we made the jokes about like, you know, Harmony's new at this and one of the other shards is pissed off or something. So I, it's possible that while Trell was <clears throat> a name, a name of a God that people knew, you know, over a thousand years ago, if another shard is newly interested, maybe because of Sazed in what's going on, they could easily have like maybe slipped into and used the name of something existing to advance their own agenda. And so it's possible that like the thousand eyes or whatever of that original one don't actually have anything to do with the new, like what we're seeing now. But uh, I mean, who knows at this point, mm. just my thought on a possible. I mean, that's, that is a that is a good thought. I always have to take your thoughts with a grain of salt because I feel like sometimes you're throwing dissension into our ranks when you when you come up with a thought. <laughs> of trying to misdirect us. Quote unquote. Yeah, but I would say that while I like what you're saying, I actually would find it more interesting if it was this like God from the old days and like at some point where there are three shards that were kind of uh, hovering over Skadriel and then. The two, two of the shards are like, get the heck out of here. And the and Trill's like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're not invited to this party. Okay. Ooh, or maybe, maybe, maybe Trell is Hoyd. Ooh. <laughs> Sexy drifter strikes again. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Third thought, third thought. Sorry to interrupt again. <laughs> third thought, another one, got it. That little short story thing we did, the narrative thing, the old guy that... Hoyd talked to was yeah. uh, he, he they made mention that he was watching and so maybe he's true mm, okay Could, yeah maybe yeah because Hoyd was like you were watching you sly old lizard or whatever yeah trail lizard he could be a lizard trail sounds like a lizard name <laughs> um okay so I I don't know what to expect out of our next shot I haven't really thought that far ahead <laughs> I like Joe's thoughts on that. But yeah, I'm not really sure what I think is going to happen. I'd like to see, I think we've kind of been waiting for this Western feel. I think I'm pretty sure Dak's been waiting for it. Maybe we're going to have Wax, like obviously he's, you know, broken at the moment, but maybe he's going to go back out to the rocks and just kind of angry at, at Harmony and have to be brought back brought back in i i don't know where we're gonna go with him because i mean he's not just gonna sit around and mope but you know if, if all of this has happened for harmony to get him back here to do something i feel like he's probably gonna rebel a little bit at first and make his way back on his own or i don't really know i hope that we see yeah the set even if the rest of the women are still missing at this point like maybe they're not maybe we'll just never get that resolved i don't know how that's all going to tie into Trell is Mr. Suit a follower of Trell? It's sort of all working to the same agenda. Are they already up on this new medal as well? I don't I don't know, but I feel like it's all going to brew together somehow and give us another fantastic story, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about almost the whole book. Like, what, what about these women that disappeared? Or, or, or does nobody care anymore? And uh, when we end up with still no information about it. So, yeah, that's that's a very large Mm. hanging thread at this point. It does appear that no one cares. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Reddy will be the the hero. (laughs) 
But I, I like your idea about like getting back to the roughs or something. After two books that are almost entirely in Elendel, I'm kind of feeling like one that that same thing happened with the first two Mistborn books of the original trilogy. We spent ever, all that whole time in Luthadel, and by the end of it, we're like, can we go somewhere else? Like, please. Which then, in Hero of Ages, we were barely in Luthadel at all, so uh, it worked out there. So yeah, at least getting out of Elendel might be a nice change of pace. Maybe Wax will learn something out there that he wouldn't have learned in the city. Maybe there's something he's already supposed to have figured out. Mm. Um, okay. Um, okay, because I've, I've, I've got a bit of a list here. So a lot of this is going to be swinging for the fences, and it's probably all going to be wrong, and I don't care. So let's start with Trell. I was trying to come up with like what shard this might be actually super bummed that joe jumped in with his third thought there and said oh the old like the guy that hoyd called old lizard might be trell i'm like damn it i was gonna pull that one um so and here's here's my reasoning given trell has the whole lots of eyes thing the old lizard is watching and one of his uh, a major plot of trells was to get on board one of the kandra who are harmony's eyes and ears i think that trell is the shard of observation i don't know if that's a shard name that came up in secret history or not i don't know but i you know what i I like it so i'm gonna go with that observation i was thinking attention but now observation sounds cooler i feel like he like this guy doesn't have a planet of his own like the other shards all seem to he just kind of roams the cosmos watching and waiting and and he's seen what's going down on skadriel and it's like, hmm, okay, I might need to take a more active hand over here because this shit ain't right. Someone's um, intervened on our 16's uh, grand plan here. You know, ignorant of the fact that Addy and Laris fell out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the, the thing I was thinking about the religion, because you make a good point that it's an old religion that may not have anything to do with anyone. How would people on Skadriel know? The thing is, we know people from other planets can come and go to Skadriel. True. So it could be like someone else who worships Trell came through one of the perpendicularities and sort of slowly spread things way back when. Hmm. Um, and that's why it's a religion that is people are aware of on this planet. So I like that. I hadn't even hadn't even considered, yeah, that there's uh, there's been traffic for who knows how long. So yeah. Yeah. But you have to wonder it's like the people are, if people are coming and going, what are they doing here and what are they leaving behind? So mm-hmm. it's entirely possible they're like some belief systems have sort of spread and even if they're not 100 percent accurate anymore like they might have changed a bit as people adopted them on the planet but like the the bare bones of it are still the same yeah um so yes i think trell is uh, observation okay to clarify not definitely not one that was mentioned in secret history but we know very few actual shard names at this point i think the that's only- why you're comfortable inventing one yeah, no, I, I mean, you would have to invent one, because the only ones we know of for sure are Ruin, Preservation, and then if you want to call Harmony a separate one, that's kind of separate in itself. And then we learned Devotion and Dominion when we were on Cell, yeah, and we also know that they are both, like, mm. dead, so probably it's not one of them, which means that you'd have to make up a new one. There's the only way to guess. There were a few names yeah. that were mentioned in Secret History. I can't remember what they were. Oh, there were some some like, yeah, some names that just came out uh, randomly that we wouldn't even know if it was a chart or not. I remember that now that you're thinking about it. I feel, I feel like someone listed a couple of them, like three, like four or five. Hold on. Let me, now, now, I'm going, of, now I'm going back uh, to secret history. One second. That type of investiture. I'm, I'm I'm just curious with the cell with cell, like if the shards are dead and their investiture is still there. Is it like a situation where preservation's 
power remained even after he was he was dead or is it a situation where like somebody somebody the power is still a piece a portion of the power is still there but like could could other shard bearers have taken those shards and gone off world so i don't know i don't know like i think uh, didn't was it the hoy chapter something said something about like the like the like they were dead or like they weren't coming back or something or splintered was that a word we hit yeah splintered yeah maybe splintered Well, and, yeah. and and Chris in the in the thing that we read before the short story had this whole theory about how like all that investiture that was out there was like somehow making the geography like sentient or something weird like that. Like th- there's some weird stuff happening. Hmm. Ooh, the planet like, was gonna like the <laughs> yeah, like the planet itself absorbed the splinters of the investiture. That'd be weird. Cool. This planet yeah. is alive. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So that was that's that's my first part. Uh, to sort of add to that, I think the set overall are agents of Trill. Um, I think Miles had to have picked it up from somewhere. Like, I think he was sort of ribbing Mister Suit because he wasn't a believer or something. But I feel like Suit might have outplayed him and just left enough breadcrumbs for Miles to come to something. And so now he's picked he's picked it up and mm. uh, from there. And I feel like the set are trying to get things into a position of power to present it all to their god like present the the planet to their god is like they're oh. like the, you know he says oh we weren't w- working with bleeder but i'm just like well you were riding the coattails and you seem to be pretty well informed yep. at least so it's possible you were on the inside track with everything there because i mean I, I don't know how bleeder would have gotten a hold of that coin from way back at the start of the book so i think that would have had to be suits involvement so i th- I, th- I think they were in tandem and the uh, truly horrific thought I, I got out of that was like those monsters in the it, that in the in the in the tunnels that we met they might be some of the kidnapped women. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. That's like up. mutated with like hemallergy. Because yeah. I, I I flipped back to the epilogue of Alloy of Laws. See what what was it? Miles yelled when he was dying and said something about the final metal. So I think okay, yeah. that that could be this. The final uh, metal, the men of red and gold. Yep. Yeah, so I think I think that's where that's at. So that's my theory about the antagonists for this series. Uh, for the protagonists, uh, next book, um, I agree with Jamie. I think Wax is going to head back out to the roughs. Um, he's going to wander and try and figure out what the hell his calling is because I think he feels like, all right, if Harmony has directed me to come back to the city and I don't want anything to do with Harmony, I'm going back to the roughs. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. And he'll just wander, have adventures, meet Kolos, ride a giraffe. Let's let's just see all the all the fun shit go down. Of a man who's like <laughs> trying to find some joy when he's just utterly ruined, and uh, he will have left Wayne as a sort of steward of sorts to run the household, probably not voluntarily, but Wayne just kind of stepped up and did that after he left because I feel like Wayne is going to be the head of a new electri- electricity empire, mm. um, and he's going to try and use the Ladrian household to you know as like you know like the the noble industry the noble um, affiliation with this industry and getting things put out there. Anytime Wayne trades something, he's going to leave either a business card or some sort of electric device that people will find useful. And it's like, ah, that's a good trade. I gave you a nice radio or something. That It would be nice if he was finally trading stuff that uh, people actually wanted. Yeah, <laughs> and if, he'll have this whole empire, so he'll have the goods to be able to do that. He just keeps a backpack with him. It's like, oh, yeah, here's a nice boombox. <laughs> Like I said, whole whole lot of I don't expect many of this, if any, to be true. But yeah, right. people so, like when we swing for the fences, right? Yeah, they love that. 
the one one thing that I latched onto in there was uh, talking about the coin, and we did talk about throughout the book, like like suit is the one who would know about that, right? So yeah. M- Maybe he's working closely or Bleeder was working closely enough with him to get that information. But I've always taken it to be that that story is one that he told Lessie at some point. And then when he's thinking back, like, how could Bleeder have found out he, that doesn't occur to him because Lessie's dead. And he's oh. like, she, she wouldn't have told anybody about that. I have no doubt that Lessie knew the story, but I don't think she had the methods to actually get a hold of the coin. Uh, well, he says that he sold it before he went out into the rough. So who knows where it ended up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it would have been easier for Suit to track that down than Bleeder, so. Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, and I found the part in Secret History you were talking about. You're absolutely right. I'd forgotten. It names a few shards. Chris says, yeah, there's uh, they're all pieces of God. Ruin, preservation, autonomy, cultivation, and devotion. So the only new ones in there are autonomy and cultivation. Yep. Hmm. I feel like Trail could be autonomy. That def- that might fit. I guess it could depends. be. Autonomy is like such a like kind of conceptual thing that I feel like you could go a lot of ways with that. Preservation sure. or ruin are more like like I get what those mean, but autonomy could mean a lot of different things depending on how you're interpreting it. I feel. What like. was the other one you said? Uh, cultivation was the other one that we had. Cultivation. Heard. I feel like it's not cultivation. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't think so. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna stick with observation. I like that observation. That's cool. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I will tell you, with everything that's been published so far, we know the names of, I think, like 14 of the 16. So that we don't even, Ooh. as a fandom, know all of them yet. You know, most of them, that's something. Yep. Okay. We have a couple of emails. One that we've been holding on forever from the, the Mr. Suit fellow because he sent it and it's got a bunch of stuff about the end of the book. So it says, uh, Data, this first part is for you. Read this after the Lessie reveal. So Cosmere Knots, you've been dancing around the Lessie Conjurer reveal for so long. It's been infuriating and exciting. Yeah, he wrote this like halfway through the book, so it's been a while since. Uh, I like Cosmere Knots. That's cool. Who came up with that? I, I don't I've heard it several times. I'm, it's the word that's been mm. going around. I don't know where it started. Sounds too Russian to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how close you've been throughout the book. I remember being shocked during my first read through. I hope the reveal was just as fun for you all as it was for me. Joe, your predicament in episode 105 had me literally shouting in my car. I probably look like a fool, but whatever. Congrats for being two for two in the Secret Conjure game. So that's when you said like, maybe it was less. Secret yeah. Conjure game. I do secret love the Secret Conjure. Through Condra. the mountain. Oh, Secret Conjure. And there there have actually been in several emails where people... Uh, having that I've kind of just skipped over a little bits where they're like, oh, I can't wait to get to the big twist at the end or whatever, or the big reveal at the end. And I'm I'm just like, there's often a big reveal, but this is that's a little too spoilery so that you're expecting it. So I, I, I haven't been reading those parts of some emails. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, this next one is from Alex. He says, hey, everyone, I started listening when you started the podcast, but I stopped at the end of Mistborn Era 1. This month, I've gotten back into it and just hit episode 101, where Joe says that even if we're behind when we hit this email, and we should go ahead and email anyway. So it's been fun listening so far. It's cool to see people's reactions to the awesome Sanderson moments for the first time. My wife of almost two years actually just finished all the Cosmere books. I feel like I can relate somewhat to Data and how hard it is to have conversations about these books without spoiling the cool parts. Wax's arc in Era 2 is my second favorite arc, character arc in literature. The way he deals with trauma that he's experiencing is just so heart-wrenching and amazing. 
and the way he works through it feels so genuine and real. These books are among my the, are among the more recent of Sanderson's works, and you can tell that he's grown so much in his ability to write characters. I also love how Wax's relationship with Steris has progressed. Anyway, you're in for a treat with these books. Looking forward to see what you all think of Bands of Mourning. Uh, and then if you finished book two by the time you get this, ha ha, and Joe, you were worried the prologue wouldn't dr- relate directly to the rest of the book. Oh, you poor naive soul. This is one of the craziest and most heart-wrenching twists I've ever experienced. Keep up the good job, everyone. Wasing to the time of next. So good, good person that wrote into us, uh, whose name I've now forgotten. I'd Alex. like to know, Alex. I'd like to know, unless it's in a book that we're going to read down the line. What's your fir- What's your number one favorite character arc moment uh, in literature? If it's a Cosmere book, I guess you can't tell us yet. But I'd like to know if it's not. So right back in. I'd, I'd love to hear from you and and hear what your favorite arc is. I'm trying to think of what my favorite character arc is in literature. That's that's a tough one. I don't know. Do you have do you mm. do you, do you all have one that you can think of off the top of your head? Mm. Like someone I who mean, really develops and changes over the course of. Uh, I think uh, I think my easy answer is always Harry Potter. Mm. Um, I can see that. I mean, it helps that he starts out at 11 and ends up as like an yeah, adult. Yeah, and so ends up kind at of, 17. If yeah. there wasn't Get some a sort natural of arc, arc yeah. <laughs> development of some sort you'd be like what's wrong with this guy he's acting like an 11 year old he's 17 yeah, exactly i guess Tyrion lannister is a good one i know that series isn't concluded yet and a lot of people hate what happened to him like his attitude in book five but mm. harry dresden might be the one that comes to mind i'm just i i love that series so much that it it, it comes out a lot but that's yeah definitely a good one one of the things I really love yeah. about how he writes is that, like, you see you see him learn things. And sometimes he has to be burned by the same thing a couple of times before he learns a lesson. But you see him learn and change as it progressive, and I love that. Yeah, there's a large well to draw from there, too, because he's written so many yeah. books on that character. I guess it's, yeah, it's sort of hard to evaluate, because like, I've got to say, when thinking about books, I like favorite character arc is not something that yeah. normally enters into my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really have one that I can think of. I was thinking about Name of the Wind, but Kvothe doesn't... Yeah, he really doesn't change that much, at least not yet. Yeah, he. Yeah. Does, I mean, you know that he has changed a lot because of the wraparound, but he's mostly the same, like, cocky kind of uh, asshole that uh, he always was right. in the parts that we I mean, he so was far. a little... He's a little kid when the book starts, so he does change, like, yeah. going, you know, living on the streets and then yeah. going to the going to school and stuff. But you're right. He's still got that kind of cocksure attitude in a lot of uh, a lot of the books, uh, parts of the book. Yeah, the, the books, the two books. Yeah, <laughs> the two books. There's only two and there will ne- probably never be another. <laughs> that was it was so funny. I was I was uh, I was in a play. And this lady, um, the director's wife, she was helping out with the play. And I, I noticed her fastidiously reading during rehearsal one time. So I said, hey, what are you what you reading? She goes, oh, it's something somebody just turned me on to. It's a fantasy book. And it's about this boy. And he's part of like a, a, a troupe that sings and acts. And then, you know, his parents get killed. And he, and so basically she's describing, you know, uh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And, and now I'm in the second book. And I said, oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she said what? And she said what? And I said, well, because because she specifically said she's like, I'm almost done with the second book, and I know the third book hasn't come out yet. And I gosh, I hope it I, I hope it does soon. I mean, I, I don't know how uh, if I want to finish reading this if I'm not going to be able to read the next one pretty quick. And I said, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, boy. You hate to see that. Yeah, but we're not here to disparage writers that no, we're no, upset with. <laughs> so, okay, no, I, uh, thank you, Alex, for the email that uh, led us down an interesting road. That now, and I'm, I'm still just thinking, I'm looking through the books on my Kindle, like, character arc, who had a really great... Now, like, was, if you said, like, TV show, like Zuko's character arc in Avatar The Last Airbender, that's an excellent character. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good one. Just like, looking at the books on my shelf, and, like, there is one, which I've actually read them in ages. I should probably do that, like, reread them again. A series It's kind of like a, I guess you could call it steampunky, like, airship, but it's also got Western overtones to it. It's like, Tales of the Ketty J, it's called. It's four books long. I haven't read the fourth, fourth book. I'm actually just looking it up now. It's like, I should get the fourth book. But, um... <laughs> Like, the captain of the ship in the first book especially has a brilliant character arc there. It's very simple, but ve- but really well done. So I remember quite really enjoying that one. So hmm. um, in Retribution yeah. Falls, the book is the first book is called. I'm like, man, I haven't read that in years. I should go back. I'll, I'll go back mm. to that one. Probably a, a classic character arc that always leaves you satisfied at the end is uh, Eustace in The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. That kid really goes through some shit. Is he the dragon boy? Yeah, he becomes a dragon, and then he... That's the one, yep. Okay. ...becomes undragoned. Iron Man has a pretty good character arc in the MCU movies. We're not talking about movies! Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm just uh, trying to think of other character arcs now that I've, I have I went through my books. I mean, most of Iron Man comic is like, oh no, my my technology... Like, that, that character arc in the first uh, movie and the following movies is ripped straight from the pages of the comics. Like his Iron Man's whole thing is like, oh no, my technology is being used for evil things, and how can I stop this? And I've got to, got to do better and be better. I mean, we never got a really good take on like the Demon in the Bottle storyline, which uh, I was kind of hoping eventually we'd hit on, but uh, apparently yeah. they they deliberately avoided like the overt alcoholism stuff because Robert Downey Jr. was worried he might relapse if they went too far into it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Gotta watch, yeah. gotta look, gotta yeah, look out you for yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You gotta, you gotta protect your, your, your life and your livelihood. Okay. Those were our emails. If anyone would like to send us an email, the address is thesanderlanch at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and Patreon and all sorts of good places. For next time, we are reading Bands of Mourning, the prologue and chapters one and two. So three chapters, the prologue, and this one is actually pretty lengthy. I wonder if it will be relevant to the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Is it going to be another Wax and Lessie? Oh, that'd be interesting. And the, yeah, that's been the first two, right? Like, who knows? I don't. Uh, it's been a little while since I read Bands. It's been uh, so I don't even remember offhand what the prologue is. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, not like I don't read them anyway. But uh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I just went and looked at the first page and was like, oh no, no, I remember this. <laughs> uh, he's reading ahead. Shun him. <laughs> technically, technically, like in just a minute, you guys can go read it. So it's not. I really guess that's it. true, but <laughs> I'll probably wait. So, music by Miracle of Sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed our coverage of this book. That we're now we've now wrapped up Shadows of Self, and we're moving on to yet another book in the Cosmere. We are making our way through the list of all of the books. I mean, you know, the, it was six the, books in. Yeah, the we're we're that's true. We're, that many novels and then several like novellas and short stories and stuff. So yeah, yeah. we got a lot oh, of we get thick a... books under our belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> we get a new song next week too. We do get Ooh. a new song next week. I actually just yesterday went and uh, cut up the intro song and outro music for the next three books. I think. Mm, Ooh, look are we at allowed you. to know? Even if you don't mention on the episode, are we allowed to know? 
I can add it to my playlist. Uh, yeah, I'll totally tell you. I'll send you the link. Uh, I'll put it in our chat, like right after we're done. Glorious. Uh, but it, it, if you'll remember, this is the one that I was like, I had this song picked out for Bands of Morning, and I had the Batman song picked out for this one, and then I was for Shadows of Self, and then I was really at the beginning of Shadows of Self when we recorded the first episode, I was like, should I take that one? Does that one fit better into Shadows of Self? And I was, by the time we got to the end of the first recording, I hadn't decided yet which one to use. So this okay. is this is that other one that was in contention. So all right, that says to me that there's definitely going to be a bit more detective story elements to the next book because. That's what this song sort of was. Well, and it's like, yeah, I wasn't sure that Batman would fit the next one, to be honest. It was more, does the one that I have for the next one fit Shadows of Self better than the Batman one? Yeah. Uh, okay. The mind of the bat. So in case anyone is interested, I have on my outline the entire Cosmere page count or Kindle location count and then how much we've already finished. And so at the end of this book, we are 35.66% through the Cosmere. Oh wow, more more than, oh. than I thought. Yeah. Until all these other books land, and then we're well, setbacks. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll that might give us some setbacks, but uh, we're not going to focus on that. <laughs> <laughs> but Stormlight, since those books are so big, makes up a large percentage of the total. So yeah, and we we clearly haven't gotten into that yet. So anyway, thanks everybody. Hope you enjoyed this book. Hope you're excited for the next ones, like I am. Although it, it it is kind of a bummer that you know. I don't we're, we probably won't have the next one after that by the time we get to this. But I've had to deal with that for years, so I'm used to it. <laughs> but yeah, wasing to the time of next. Colo. Okay.